Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome back into B Squared. I'm Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, it's a, it's been a fun weekend. Uh, I just got home from the 26th Annual Winter Weather Forecast Conference put on by the Oregon AMS. Uh, we were able to live stream it. I know that we had talked about that last week. Uh, overall success, about 275 people showed up at the Oregon Museum of Science and Industry. So really happy wow. with the turnout and a lot of people there. But uh, I think kind of the crowd's been let down because... You know, with us going into an El Nino that mm-hmm. typically spend, typically says, you know, not a lot of snow for the lowlands in Oregon. So I think some people were disappointed, but that's kind of territory. Yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things where uh, it might snow. It might not. We talked last week about equal chances and how much of a crock I, I really believe that forecast is. Um, but, you know, you just have to laugh at it and just like, eh, okay, it might happen. It might not. Well, and snow is so hard to predict anyways, even the day of. So, I mean, predicting out over the next several weeks or months or whatever, it's like you just have to take whatever is forecasted with a grain of salt or with several grains of salt. Right. It really is a crapshoot. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it was really cool. Again, we put on this meeting. The uh, Oregon AMS has done this meeting now for 26 consecutive years, and it's just every year gets bigger and better. Um, we gave away a weather station. I'm sorry, your raffle ticket was not drawn. Um, unfortunately, oh. I think the closest we got was 175 tickets away from yours. So <laughs> I did, I actually did buy you $10 worth of tickets. So oh, yeah, I got you a bunch. Um, unfortunately you just didn't win anything. So, um, maybe next year. Fingers crossed. Right. Uh, a kid from Oregon state university, they just actually launched their own AMS chapter uh, and a kid from uh, Oregon State won the weather station. So, you know, really cool to have him win that. And he was sitting there telling me, he goes, you know, I don't even think our campus has a weather station, which well, kind of blew me away. Yeah. I was like, yeah, right. I was like, well, now you can donate it. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, Rose State, the the community college I graduated from here in the city, it's really small, but we, we've got a weather station up on top of the on top of the school. So Right, and I would hope so. And I know that, you know, you transferred in uh, – was accepted in the meteorology program in Oklahoma. I think you guys had some instruments on campus. A couple, you know, <laughs> just, not a lot. <laughs> yeah, just just the latest and greatest. You know, a couple Doppler radars, some mobile, yeah. you know, <laughs> mobile Doppler trucks. No big deal. Whole, whole offices dedicated to forecasting, but nothing, nothing serious. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, it, it's a one. It's a, it's an up and coming program. I hear. <laughs> Yeah, we're trying to get get it off the ground. <laughs> right, comedy. So it was uh, it was really great. But like I said, I think a lot of people were kind of bummed out that you know some of the forecasts are saying not a whole lot of snow. But uh, again, it's it's totally a crapshoot. I mean, there are years where two of our biggest snowfall years happened in a very strong El Nino pattern. So I mean, oh. go, go figure. It's just uh, I hate I hate saying the word again, but crapshoot. It just it's it's one of those things. It's winter weather. Like winter weather is so. I mean, it, it just takes one thing, the temperature to be slightly off, the moisture in the atmosphere to be slightly off, and that ruins the whole thing. So it's just, 
It's very temperamental. Yep. Um, and one of our chief meteorologists did a presentation. He does it every year where he doesn't actually issue a forecast. He just does a look back at. And so the video is being posted on the Oregon AMS Facebook page. But he was saying, he goes, it's funny how we look at models sometimes and they're just too good to believe. And sometimes you just discount it as they're wrong. And lo and behold, they're right. We had a situation last year where it was calling for snow um, basically after midnight, right as a cold front you know, made passage through the Portland area. And up until that point, we were sitting in like the upper 30s, maybe even lower 40s, which will not support snow to, to the valley floor or to, you know, the lowest elevation. And sure enough, this cold front came through and temperatures dropped 10 or 12 degrees. And lo and behold, everybody woke up with snow on the ground. So, Wow. See, I'm telling you. Right. It's crazy. But speaking of winter and storms, uh, I don't know if it's officially classified as a nor'easter yet, but there is a storm making its way up the East Coast seaboard. Yes, and I don't think it is classified as one yet. I, you know, they were talking about it's supposed to be one, but it, I don't think it's been classified as one yet. Okay, I know this morning when I woke up, uh, Rob Marciano and a bunch of the other forecasters that follow on Twitter were talking about, oh, look, we have, you know, winds in New Jersey around 60 miles an hour. So, again, I don't know if it's, you know, a quote-unquote, you know, true nor'easter or just an early season storm, but uh, at least it's something exciting that's not a hurricane and hopefully it's not doing a whole lot of damage. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Well, we'll see. Right now's the time. I mean, from here on out through what you know, February and March, we it's classic nor'easter season. So, bring uh, it on. Right. Um, Weather-wise in Oklahoma, what's been happening, and uh, kind of what's your guys' outlook for the next couple of days? Well, we are um, actually clear skies, high near high near eighty. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, upper seventies for sure. Next couple of days, um, we are looking at some serious cold and wet weather coming here in the next week or so. Not snow, but probably a pretty decently cold, cold rain. So that's pretty exciting. That's one step closer I'm, to some winter. I'm really jealous of you, actually. <laughs> would, of what? The winter weather or the 80s? Well, both, actually. I mean, we're, you know, we'll get into Oregon here in a minute, but the fact that you, excuse me, you guys just went from, you know, are going to be in the 80s now to flirting with a snow chance here in, what, four or five days. I wish I would be able to experience that changeover because it's just one of those things where you read about it and you, you know, you see video of it and you hear people talk about it, but you don't really experience it. So I, I, I got to ask, you have it happen all the time. What's it like to have like these massive air, um, you know, all these, these two climates basically collide and you get the cold air that rushes in underneath or you get the warm air over top. What's that like to experience that rapid of a change? The funny thing is, like, it's almost like I don't notice it or blink an eye anymore because it's so common and it happens all year round. Like, it's, it's the norm, but it's really, it's really crazy. I'll say what accompanies that is some serious wind. When we have a really decent cold front come through, the wind picks up. I mean, picks up, and it is like crazy windy. So that's one thing, but I mean, honestly, it's like so common <laughs> that when other people are like, oh my gosh, it's such a, the weather just swings from one end to the other all the time. And it's like, oh yeah, that's yeah. how it always is. <laughs> so, so question, I've seen like one true Arctic cold front come through the Pacific Northwest in my 37 years of being alive. And mm. it had a very small shelf cloud. Mm-hmm. And there was a little bit of snowflakes that were kind of pushed out. And it was coming into a very, very dry and, you know, somewhat warmer air mass. And so that part was, was kind of cool to see. But 
Um, when these, you know, air masses come through, do you get shelf clouds or is it just wind? Um, is there anything to like visibly see that something is coming? Not every time, but there are sometimes like it's a decent cloud mass t- as well, and you can see the solid line of the clouds. Not always a shelf cloud per se, but just like a solid ridge of clouds. Okay. And so you can just see it moving through, accompanied with the wind. And so you can look up, and it's like it's like you're looking at the blue line they draw on the map. It's like I gotcha. Right there, you can see it coming through. And so that's always really cool to me. But, I mean, we do get a good shelf cloud sometimes with them. Um, Definitely the stronger the cold front, the stronger the wind. Okay. Um, When a warm front comes through, is it more, you know, we associate a warm front with higher pressure and higher temperatures, obviously. Uh, Same effect, or is it generally more of a clearing and you kind of feel it versus see it? Yeah, it's more of a clearing and, yeah, you just... It's boring. It's okay. pretty, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is just mostly a clearing. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. So like I said, uh, for us coming up, you know, this week we've been in the mid-60s. We have showers finally back in the area um, oh. on and off. I know one of our forecasters had said on Tuesday, oh, rain's going to hold off to Wednesday. And then halfway through Tuesday, it's dumping rain. You get somewhere around a half an inch and everybody's complaining about, you know, blowing a forecast and never trusting another meteorologist ever. But, uh you know, we're not we're into this pattern now. And I know that um, heavy showers arrive tonight, a more sustainable cold front tomorrow. Um, I want to say last night's zero Z GFS put Portland with somewhere around two inches in 48 hours of rain. So, you know, even by Northwest standards, that's still a lot. Yeah. So we're kind of you know, we're waiting to see if that verifies. But, yeah, we uh, we've definitely left the warm and sunny behind for now cold overcast gray and rain so uh typical northwest weather and i guarantee you at some point we'll get into you know some random high pressure ridge where it's going to be you know 35 degrees and bright blue sunshine but freezing cold yeah exactly and and nothing interesting happening along with that yeah right definitely so but i like this time of year i love the fall i love the cloudiness and the wind and just I just I love that and I came out today and my car has got leaves all over it like yellow and orange and red ones and I'm like oh it's fall finally um how long is your guys's fall season is it usually is it drawn out over several weeks or maybe a couple months or is it a quick hit where you know leaves are there they're green and then all of a sudden it's dead color and they're already on the ground it, it's it's like the blink of an eye it's real okay. quick maybe a couple weeks but yeah it's like everything's fine then you come out the next morning and the the ground's covered in leaves and you're like oh well, i got you we missed fall that happened overnight while i was sleeping right. <laughs> yeah uh, here in the northwest it's a little bit longer drawn out um i'm got a feeling it's probably because we're a little bit higher in latitude mm-hmm. where it just it's a slower uh burn off or a slower death uh for the leaves so well, I think our wind is also what has a huge effect on it because it yeah, just probably. takes a good, you know, wind comes sweeping down the plains to just blow them all off and then done. How appropriate as our intro says. <laughs> exactly. See, That's fact. Fun. Right. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so going forward toward winter, I know that we talked about it a couple episodes back, but what are what's something you would like to see this winter? I, I don't care if it's, you know, forecastable or even you know meteorologically correct to you know if it could happen in el nino year or not but if you had control of the weather what would be one thing you want to see weather wise for the winter you know 
a good like solid snowfall like maybe even like along blizzard lines because if we just don't get it that often and that the deal is though when we do get it it's usually pretty extreme i mean we have flurries and things like that here and there and whatever but that's usually gone by the afternoon kind of thing but like a solid like significant winter weather event like i would even take an ice storm although those are a little bit messier and cause sure. a little bit more problems but just something like significant would be great oh, I, I i'm really jealous i want to say the last time we had a blizzard you know, that wasn't a major snowfall, at least wind with it, uh, has been at least a dozen years. And, you know, we've had a couple of years lately where we've had massive snowfalls, like 18 inches in the Portland area. So, and I know Oklahoma City is the same way. One snowflake and they shut down the city. But, you know, when you throw 18 inches on top of it, everything comes to a crawl. Yes. And it's very nice. But, you know, it's funny. Our, our region is due for another big wind event. Um, and we are affected by giant storms that come off, off of the Pacific um, usually have some back moisture or energy associated with former typhoons. So there's a chance that, you know, we get one this year, but it's been a pretty long time since we had one. So if I were to pick one, I think a good regional wide windstorm would be, would be the one it's going to bring down trees. It's going to knock out power for a couple days, but we're kind of overdue. And I'd, I'd still like to see one here in the not too distant future. Yeah. You know, I know that weather causes problems with power outages and some damage and stuff, but it's like, I think a couple things. One, it's just cool to see this kind of phenomena happen, but also I think it's kind of necessary. Like, you know, that's natural tree trimming. You know what I mean? Sure. Like it's it's Mother Nature correcting itself and keeping a balance. And so I just think it's important just for the natural cycle of things. You know, it's funny, and you, you've seen this up close with tornadoes where you have a tree that's literally just like it's broke off, right, halfway up, up, up the trunk. So it's like a matchstick. It's like literally broken half. We don't see that a whole lot here in Oregon. We had a windstorm come through here in the last 10 years that did that to a hillside where it literally took every single tree and snapped it about halfway up. And it wasn't like a jagged break. It was a straight-up clean break. Like, the winds wow. were estimated somewhere around 100 miles an hour, if not stronger. And I think it was probably a downdraft or a microburst within a, a pretty strong cell associated with the storm. But, man, this thing took every tree and basically snapped it at the, at the ha basically halfway up the tree. And it was just so eerie to see. And, you know, we see we have a lot of fir trees in Oregon, so really shallow root bases. And so they tip over pretty easy in saturated soil, get a decent wind, and they're going to tip over. These things didn't even tip. They just straight up snapped. Man, that's got to be some, some, like, pretty strong straight line winds, I would think. Oh, yeah. Oh, easily. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just one of those things when we started getting pictures of, of this, and then, you know, you heard the stories, and then you go out and you see it driving to the coast. You're like, wow, look how powerful the wind is, where it literally snapped this entire hillside of trees halfway up and just, oh. Just the wind, the wind really does fascinate me. I know we talked a lot about hurricanes um, on the show in the last couple of weeks, but man, the power of wind alone yep. is ju it just, it's truly amazing. I agree. I agree. And that's why even when a cell's not tornadic, the, the concern is wind because yep. it doesn't have to be tornadic. Like wind, like you said, is just so crazy and powerful. Right. And you would think it's just, it's just air. Yeah unbelievable it's just one of those it's like you said it's mother nature correcting an imbalance and exactly, exactly. Oh, high to low you know nobody ever would think you know oh gosh it, it really does affect it you know 
Mm-hmm. Wind blows. Which I think that that's just fascinating. That that's all it is. Is like just balancing out yep. air pressure in the atmosphere is what causes the wind. That's it. Yeah, it's it's truly amazing. It is truly amazing when you sit down and think about it. We take it for granted. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Well, Bonnie, I appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your extremely busy schedule to join me on this week's edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I'm Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.